bless your name. Father, we bless your name. He said, be careful for nothing. He said, but in everything by prayer and supplication. He said, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Lord, we give you glory. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for the things that you have done. We thank you for the ones you do. We thank you for the ones you are doing. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for Penian. We thank you for everything that you have done with us and through us throughout this year. We thank you for the multitude and meetings. We thank you for the signs, for the wonders, for the miracles. We thank you for financial resources. We thank you for all the meetings that were held this year. The seven meetings. Lord, we thank you. Lord, from Lagos to Badon to Abuja to Abeokuda to Ife. Lord, we say thank you. We give you glory to Abuja. Lord, we exalt your name. We have come to say thank you. Only you can do all of these things. Only you deserve all our, all our praise and thanksgiving. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for all that you have done. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You can look back to your life and begin to call the things that God has done for you. Lord, you have done this. Thank you. This was a prayer request last year. But now is a testimony. Father, I thank you for this. Lord, I thank you for this. It was a it was a prayer request before, but now is a testimony. Lord, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for this. Lord, I thank you for this. Lord, I thank you for this. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Lord, we have come to say thank you. Father, we have come to say thank you. We exalt your name. We do not have enough vocabulary to say thank you. Lord, but we have come to bless your name. We have come to bless your name. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Even for your word that is coming this evening. Father, we say thank you. We thank you for the things that you have done. We thank you for the ones you will do. We thank you for the ones you are doing. Lord, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Maniku veneka barande kuvenis kutu vanas katapa. Jeneku varabeleka bosketen venis kutu veneka pa. Lord, we exalt your name. Jesus, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Manes ketevanash kutu venika barande kufe. Niku venes keten varande kuvenis kutu varambeleka pa. Lord, we bless your name. He say, he that give thanks in the spirit, he say, do it better. Jeneku varande kuvenis kutu. Lord, we say thank you. Jesus, we exalt your name. Varadeko venesh katavala kapa. Nerosko tuveleka barade dosho veneka pa. Jeneka barandeko venis kutuvara. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Jenenka varandeko venis kutu venenka barandeko veneka pa. Jeneko veleka barade dosko tuveleka barade da. Lord, we are grateful for the things that you have done. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. 
le covenants kutuvenish kutuvara beleka pa jeneveleka baradada dos kutuvenika pa jalande covenants kutuveleka pans ketapa jeneveleka baradada dos kutuvenika baradada jeneveleka baradada do jeneveleka baradada dos kutuvenika pa lord we thank you jesus we give you glory father we give you thanks lord we exalt your name Father, we give you glory. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. Manasco to Venish, Cotovanas, Cataparan de Cover, Chevelaca Barada de Dos, Chevelacapa, Chevenis, Cataparan de Covenis, Cotopa, Lende Cavarada de Dos, Chelacapa. Lord, we give you glory. Father, we give you thanks. We thank you for your word that is coming this evening. We thank you because your word is about to bless us. We thank you because the word is about to change the course of our lives. Lord, we thank you because somebody is about to receive a destiny instruction. Lord, we thank you because you are about to be strengthened by your word. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we give you thanks. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I don't know, there's somebody here. One of your friends, you have somebody that is very sick, like this. Can I check on the person now? I don't know if it's a lady or a guy, but the person is healed in the name of Jesus. The supernatural power of God. You spoke to the person today. Either you spoke to the person or you saw the person today, but the person is very sick. And God is saying, the healing power of God has rested upon that person now in the name of Jesus. So, this evening um, is our last meeting of the year. You know, the last meeting of the year. So, um, let me just say a very few things before we go ahead. I want to see. I know everybody is not here. There are some people who are who partner with us, but we just for what whatever reason we don't know. We usually do not see them around. But let me just say thank you to everyone who has been a very wonderful partner to us all through the year. You know, people you know from their resources, you know, partner with us consistently. There are people that you know they give every month. There are percentages that they give. There are people who give for every of the meetings. We never miss in giving to the meetings and all that. And there's no meeting that we have put here that we have to cancel because we don't have enough fun. You know, God has only steered people and people have always been responsible you know, to do all that they do. And I do not take it for granted. So I want to say a very big thank you. you know, we're able to do enough this year because of your partnership. You know. So we started from Abuja, like we went to Lagos, we went to Badon, we went to Abirikuta, we went to Lagos Island, we went to Ife. We did all that we did this year. All because you guys partnered with us. I'm sorry in case you're hearing sound, I'm on the road, so just bear with me in case you're hearing any sound. So we did all that we have to do to, um, um, this year because of your partnership, because you give generously and you just, and not just to the ministry, I also want to extend my gratitude to certain people here who, not just the ministry, you know, once in a while they, they show their hands of generosity, even to my person, not just to the ministry, you know. I want to say a very big thank you to you and that God will bless you and that God keep all of us. And then, also before I go into the message, just to share the vision that we have for 2024 in a different in the year 2024. If you check our pin, if you check the, the chat that we pin on Telegram, you see we have a link. There is a link that we have. We have a link. I'm I'm sorry. We have a link attached to it, and in that link attached to it, in that link that we have attached to it, you see all the meetings that we'll be having this year. You see the places that we're going. You see the resources that we need. In fact, we launched what we call Project 3.6 million. It sounds very big, but it's not something that God cannot do, and it's not something that God cannot use anybody yet to do. So, um, 
for 2024, we are having meeting almost every month. 2024, we are having meeting almost every month. In January, we are having meeting in Ibadan. In February, we have meeting in Lagos. In March, we have meeting in Abiyokuta. Then April, we have no meeting in May. We have meeting in May in Ghana. So um, we are putting out the first three flyers, you know, um, Ibadan, Lagos, and Abiyokuta. And these three meetings will cost Ibadan, Lagos, Abiyokuta. These three meetings will cost, and you know, three of them will cost an average of 650,000 naira. So I'm praying and I'm trusting that it will get to a point where somebody here, you know, God will have so lavishly blessed you that you can write off one meeting and just come and say, how much does it take to, to go to one meeting and just, we'll give you the price and you just, you just cover everything. Or, and you just, or you can even ask, how much does it take to, to take like six meetings or cover the entire year meeting? I trust that we'll get to that point. So every month, we're, almost every month, this year we have up to nine to 12 meetings. We have a minimum of nine meetings to cover this month. So the first three months by Tomorrow, next tomorrow, the flyer should be out for the first three meetings, Ibadan, Lagos, and Abiyokuta. And these three meetings, we are looking at average of 650,000 naira. The first meeting is in Ibadan, which is going to take place last Saturday of January. The second meeting is in Lagos, take place third Saturday of February. The third meeting is in Abiyokuta, third Saturday of, um, of, of March in Abiyokuta. Then we'll, take a, we'll rest by April, then by May, go to Ghana. And when we come back, we'll begin to look at other meetings and the things I want to go to. So I just have to give all of this information. You can check the pin list, the pin um, chat. You'll see the information there for all that we have to do this year. But once the flyers are out, the first three meetings, I'll put them on the group and then, you know, trust the Lord that God will bring the supernatural supply. So, all right, by the way, let's go into all that we have for this, for this, um, you know, for those who are coming, I was just appreciating people and then telling them what we have ahead for 2024. So, we are going to take one week break. After this one, there will be no meeting next week. But we'll be praying every morning. Every morning we'll pray. 6.30 to 7 o'clock. 6.30 to 7 o'clock. But we are taking break for one week. to we'll resume back on the 3rd of January. 3rd of January, we'll resume back. So, And again, we are starting a walk in the University of Ibadan. Every last Friday of the month. In Ibadan. So, if you know anybody around Ibadan, we are going to put out the flyers very soon. University of Ibadan, the last Friday of every month. And this meeting is called Divine Encounter. This meeting is called Divine Encounter. We trust that people will encounter God's word, there will be transformation, there will be miracles. It's called Divine Encounter every last Friday of the month. I wish somebody is just jotting down all I've been saying on the group. But by the way, let's go to the message that we have for this evening. Father, we thank you. We bless your name for your word that is coming. We thank you for what you're set to do this evening. We thank you because our lives is about to change. We thank you because we're about to receive instruction for our lives and destiny. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. So this evening, I'm bringing a short chart called Warring Prophecies. Warring Prophecies. You see, uh, that God said something or that God gave you a word in respect to something does not mean it's just a free ticket. Does not mean ah God just said something it's just be you know and it does not mean that just because there's a prophecy over your life you, you don't have anything to do you just go and sit down and things will just work. You no, know, I listened to a story that was shared by a man of God. I don't know I think it was just a um, story that was that was just shared to explain something. I don't know if it's a real life story. Now there are two young people who went to a 
and will I see whether a pastor and abalist are forgotten now? So the child went to somewhere, and the person told them that you know you, you are going to be um, the king of so 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 nation. Then he told the other one that you not really prosper, you not do well. So he gave them prophecies. The one they said he was going to be king, you know, he went about relaxing, announcing to everybody that he was going to be king. You know, he's going, he will sit down every morning and clean his seat and be sitting like him. The other one they told that he was not going to do well in life. He did what? He went to a faraway country and he began to plant, to plant, he began to plant, you know, putting in the work and was just looking. Let me see if I put in the work. Let me see how God will not, will not see what I'm doing. So the, the particular village or nation where they were, there was there was famine. There was a very serious famine there. And they lost, they just recently lost their king. And the other one they prophesied to that he was going to be the king. He was hoping that ah, he will be the next king. And so there was a severe famine in the land. So the people said, We heard about a fellow who has a land somewhere, a, a, a very big farm that can give us enough food. Why don't we make this man our king so that we can have access to his farm and his crops and his food can belong to us? So they reached out to him and they made him a king. The one who became the king was the one who had a prophecy that was not really going to do much in life. But the one who did not amount to anything was the one who was giving prophecies that he was going to be a king. But he did not do anything with prophecies. You see, prophecies do not automatically fulfill themselves. You have to do something with prophecy for them to find expression. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, this was Paul speaking to his, um, his own um, son in ministry. He said, This child I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by that that thou by the mightiest were a good warfare. He said, This child I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by the mightiest were a good warfare. He said, That this prophecy that is upon thee, that thou might do what? what a good warfare see let me tell you prophecies over your life are not just they will be dormant if you don't do anything with them prophecies are not just automatic you must do something with them for them to find expression i put something here i say there is hardly any prophecies where human where human as where there where no there will be no human responsibility there is hardly any prophecy where there will be no human responsibility do you know that even the coming of jesus christ there was a there was a that the bible said that when the gospel has gotten to the end of the earth on the end of the earth meaning that as we as human we are we still have a responsibility in the coming of jesus that we have to spread the gospel to a particular point before christ will come back he said when the gospel has gotten to this place and this place you know to the end of to to um, certain places where it's supposed to get where everybody has heard the gospel that's when he will come back so that he can be a just god to everyone so we see that even in the coming of Jesus, we still have a responsibility to play. Because, so there is hardly any prophecy where you don't have any responsibility to play. There is hardly any prophecy where uh, you just, you know, you just move on your own. You have nothing to do. Your own is just to be moving up and down. So if there is a word on your life, don't think that the word will just automatically find expression. There is always a responsibility to it. Let's see the book of Numbers chapter 13 verse, verse 2. It says, send down men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Now, this was God speaking to them. He said he has given them the land of Canaan. He said, tell them to go and search the land I have given to them. He said, of every tribe of their father, shall ye send a man, everyone, a ruler among them. Now, God has given them the land. There was a prophecy over their life that God has given them this land. But God still spoke to them. He said they should go ahead and search the land. 
this one spy in the land so that there is a word over your life is not an indication that the word will just automatically fulfill itself there is hardly any prophecy in this life that has no human responsibility that it just be there like that say the prophecy that has come upon thee that thou mightest war a good warfare so everything that is upon your life you have a responsibility to make it find expression in your life so just because a prophecy is upon your life does not mean you just go and fold your hand and say at least there's a word over my life see in fact that prophecy is upon your life is what is what should scare you to walk that prophecy is upon your life we even require that you walk more so that so that you can find that the expression or you can find expression over your life so it's very funny when people all that people keep parading is what god said to me is what god said to me this and that so what have you been doing with what god said prophecies are not automatic you're not just be lying down there even though you know the bible told us that jesus came here you know he, um, he came here became a man he died so that we can be saved you will see that there are certain places where jesus will say that let's let's do this for scriptures to be fulfilled for instance when john the baptist came and was trying to say ah you know I, i'm not even worried to baptize you jesus was saying that because who, <laughs> he, the one who created somebody what he created wanted to baptize him and then john the baptist was trying to say that ah you know to baptize you i don't and god said no let's scripture let us fulfill scripture so even though christ came here even though we know that there was a prophecy upon christ to come here die for us he still have to follow in tune with that prophecy when he came here jesus would have just said i don't want to die i'll become a king when they call him to come and be king he would have he can he can accept to be king and he won't die so just because there was prophecy over him does not mean it was automatic. He had to still give himself to me. He said, I have the power to, to give my life, to lay it, and I have the power to take it. So even though there was prophecy on Jesus that he was going to come, become a man, die for us, take our sins, he still had to, he, that prophecy was not just an automatic. He came, and then he had to walk into that prophecy. That's how these things work. You don't just move around and think they will find expression. He said, then I wrote something here again. I said, he said, in themselves, they are not self-fulfilled. Um, he said, prophecy in themselves. Even negative prophecies are partnered by the human to find expression. Even negative prophecies are partnered by human to find expression. The first thing I say is, he said, there's hardly any prophecies where there's no human responsibility. Now, I said, he said, even negative prophecies, there's always human partnership. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm trying to say here. Even negative prophecies, you still need to play out your own role for it to find expression. Now, when the Bible, there, 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 will, usually, there will be somebody to betray Jesus Christ. Do you know the Bible never gave us anybody's name to, that will betray Jesus Christ? The scene was an empty scene looking for somebody who, the role of who will betray Jesus, who will betray Jesus was an empty role looking for somebody that will fill into that role. The role of the person who betrayed Jesus was an empty role looking for a person who would fill into that role. And then the Bible told us about this man who was very, who was a stingy person. In the book of, in the book of John chapter 12, from verse 4 to 6, he told us about um, um, Judas Iscariot. When they were bringing, they brought something for Jesus, you know, they did something for Jesus, and he was saying they would have sold that thing so that they would give it to the poor, and how Jesus cautioned him. Then in verse 6, the Bible says something. He said, not because he cared, but because he was with the bag and he was stealing from the bag. So Judas was stealing from the bag of the, the treasure money that Jesus kept to them. You know, there are people who were given to the ministry of Jesus. And Judas seems to be the treasurer. He was with the bag. Let me tell you something. 
For Judas to have been Jesus' treasurer, he was not actually a bad person initially. Trust me. For him to have been, for Jesus to have trusted him enough to give him, to make him the treasurer, it shows that initially Judas might not actually be a bad person. So, when the role of the person who was going to betray Jesus was an empty role, the spirit of negative prophecies was also hovering around, looking for somebody who will partner with negative prophecies to find expression. And anybody who will fill into that role, the person who must fill into that role must be a greedy person. So even though Judas may not really be a bad person like that, but Satan found out that he has love for money. Because the Bible said that he was the one with the back of Jesus and he was stealing from the back. Not because he cared about the things they were, they wanted to give to the poor. The Bible said because he was with the back and he was stealing from it. John chapter 12 from verse 4 to 6. He was stealing from it. Then in the book of Luke chapter 22 verse 1 to 3, Satan found a man that was greedy, that had love for money. And the Bible told us, he said, and Satan entered into him. So he took the partnership of John the Baptist, I mean, and Judas Iscariot, I mean, to walk, to partner with negative prophecy to betray the person of Jesus. Because that role, the prophecy, or that somebody was going to betray Jesus or all that, the role did not come with anybody's name. They need somebody to fill into that role. And the person who fill into that role was what? Was um, Judas Iscariot. Because what? That prophecy was looking for somebody who is, who, who is greedy. Somebody who, have, who lost money. And then found Judas Iscariot. So even in negative prophecies, you see, human, there is still there is a need for human partnership for it to find expression. Now, something here again. Every time prophecies go forth, the spirit of God begins to look for those who can partner with it to bring it to pass. Every time prophecies go forth, forth, the spirit of God began to over around. Let me give an example of what I'm saying. For instance, if I if I lay hands on somebody and said, between and tomorrow, if you enter a debt of seven million, for, for example, I say, may the Lord clear the debts. Now, the word, there is a creative dimension of, of the prophetic. Now, I've spoken over you. You may be thinking it's your uncle who is a billionaire that will help you, but it will be somebody who has 10 million in the account that God will go and wake up and say, hey, go and, go and meet this person. So when that word, when that word comes upon you, the word begins to search for somebody who can fill into that role. We begin to prick somebody's eye. We look for somebody to prick somebody's eye who can fill into that road. Every time prophecies go forth, the Spirit of God begins to look for those who can partner with it and bring it to pass. For instance, when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and, and said that, you know, um, this and this and this are the things you want to do, if Mary had rejected, they would have gone forth and looked for somebody else. I hope you know. Mary partnered with it. The Spirit of God was open around until they found Mary. And then they found Mary and Mary partner. If Mary had said, ah, no, I'm not interested, I would have gone forth to look for somebody else. So every time there is a there is a there is a word over you or something, the spirit of God overs around. Look for those who, who can who can bring that word to pass. The same thing to negative prophecies and positive prophecies. So if there is a word over your life, you must understand that there is a responsibility part that you must take for that thing. You know, when they begin to pray for you and say, ah. You would do maybe somebody who has done a lot for for the gospel now begins to pray for you and say that anything that i have done you do 10 times of it see as much as that word there is a responsibility for that prophecy if you don't if you don't if you don't engage in the responsibility that that will bring that prophecy into expression you will think what he said over you is a lie 
So to every prophecy, there's usually a responsibility part that you have to put in place. So I have um, um, three things to say here. What to do with prophecies? When, when there are prophecies over your life, you know, there are people who, when people are praying about, when people reach out to me, maybe they are trusting God for something and all that. And maybe they are, it is something that, um, I don't really know how to explain it. Because one thing I usually ask people is that, this thing you say you're trusting God for, is it what really God promised you? Because see, faith, there is one thing that faith cannot override. Faith cannot override the will of God. If you're asking anything, you know, there are people who forge prophecies for themselves. They think, they just, they just, they are, they are ambitious people. So they just think that they, they bring their ambitious way into prophecies, thinking that is prophet. If you cannot be claiming what God has not promised you, what is not covered in the will of God for your life? Faith can't work in that. See, faith is following God's way. That's why faith will not fail, because it follows God's way. Because nobody can stop what God wants to do. Are we getting what, what I'm saying now? So, there are people who just go ahead and fought prophecies for themselves because they're ambitious people. They just think that, you know, um, God wants this for me. Just because something is good does not mean God wants this for you. You must be able to differentiate what is good and what is the will of God. That something is good does not mean God wants it for you. So, this is one, one place that people don't, you know, some people can just assume things and then they'll begin to pray on certain things and be claiming prophecies that God never gave to them two years three years they are on it ah claiming something that god has never spoken about to them at all and then claiming that it is god who said it to them in, in that kind of scenario there's no way that you'll be able to get that kind of thing you waste your time your life on that kind of thing so you must be sure that this is something that god has said to you you must be sure that it covers is is within this jurisdiction of god's word uh, the, the, you know funny prophecy of you saying that somebody is your wife you know that somebody that is married you are still going to marry the person god told you that that person is your wife that's a very funny thing to do so you must be sure that what you are claiming to be god's prophecy over your life is truly god's prophecies you must be sure that it is not your being overly ambitious that makes you just wake up one day and just grab something and start calling it your words that is something that god gives you you must be very sure that god spoke to you so what to do with prophecies what what do i do with prophecies you know um every year for instance this coming year you see a lot of churches you know in every different local assembly the lord is telling them what they are going to be called the lord is saying what they are going to be and there are people who don't believe in all of these things well it is fine but in every circle in everywhere there is a word that god is giving every denomination you know things to do you know it is only god who knows what is lacking in denomination it's only him who knows the things that needs to be readjusted. Is the one who knows the graces and the things that are needed. So when he gives his word, so the year is coming again to an end where word will be given again for 2024 and people will say eh, the year is coming to an end. I've not seen anything. You must ask yourself, what are the steps that you take in response to the prophecies that were given? So what to do with prophecies? What do I do with prophecies? They are word over my life. Every time I go to a meeting, they call me out. They tell me that I'm a man of God, I'm a this and that. They tell me that I'm a fashion designer, I will do where this one. But they told you you're a fashion designer. You have not even go forth to learn how to sew. Or you know how to sew, but you've not learned how to sew perfectly. Or you know how to sew perfectly, but you don't even try to let people know what you're doing. I'm just giving an example. So what do I do with prophecy? Number one, you must take faith steps. Number one, you must do what? Take 
faith steps. See, I wrote something out here. I say, understand that faith is not complete by just speaking positively, but taking faith-based scriptural steps in respect to the said prophecies. You must understand that faith is not complete by just speaking positively, but taking scriptural steps in respect to the said prophecies. The book of Genesis chapter 12, from verse 1 to 3, the Lord spoke to Abraham. He said, now leave thy father's house, thy kingdom. He said, and I will show you. He said, leave, I will, I will show you where I'm taking you to. I usually give an example of this, that you don't know how deep that thing is. It sounds very simple to you. If you want to know how deep that thing is, is wake up tomorrow early morning, and the Lord ask you, maybe you're in Canada, and say, carry your bag and go to the train station in Canada, or go to the flight place in Canada. Just stand there. When you get there, I will tell you where to go to. I will tell you how to get a ticket. That's how crazy it sounds. Maybe I'm in Lagos now. Tomorrow morning, God just say, yeah, wake up. Take your bag to go. Um, um, God is good. Stand here. I will tell you where to go. And the Bible said what? Abraham did what God said. See, there are some of us. Let me tell you, just because prophecies are over you does not mean that God will show you the entire journey. See, the steps of the righteous is ordered. God shows you step by step. He doesn't show you the entire, entire journey. If you think that because prophecies are over you, you must grab every, you must know everything that God wants to do with you before you begin to take step. Hey, I'm sorry for you. They play. What did I say? They play. The Bible says the steps of the righteous is ordered. God will not usually show you the entire journey. So when there is a word or something that God has said to you, one thing that you must begin to do is to take the steps of faith. Scriptural step of faith. You know, there's a young man. Um, I, I was in a particular state one time and when I was done preaching, he came to my hotel, then we, we got fucking, you know, I prayed for him and all that. And after praying for him, then I went to that state back, I had, had a meeting there, I went to that state back, then I saw him, he brought a cloth for me and we just began to, we just, we just began to talk and I just sensed in my spirit that, he's a young boy but he's a fashion designer, I just sensed in my spirit that this guy is going to do well in sewing and I told him, I said, see, he was working somewhere where they are paying him, I forgot whether 10,000, between 10,000 then I told him, I said, look at what you saw for me. Look at what you are wearing. You are the one who saw these things. See, this thing that God has committed to your hands, mm, there is enough resources in sewing in your fashion designing business that can take care of you and take care of your family for life if you be serious with it. As I was done speaking, he was just looking at me. Then he said, what? He said, do you know what, sir? He said, I went to a meeting about a year ago in Lagos. He said, it was a very large meeting. People were plenty. He said, a man of God was preaching and he called me out and he said, there is a grace for sewing or fashion designing in your life. So your father, your, he said, your, I think his father was a fashion designer. I think his mom too. But he didn't take it serious. He said, that grace, he said, this thing you are holding is going to feed you. And that was the same thing I said. Never even knew anybody ever said that to him. But now, there is a, there's a prophecy over, over that young man. Until I came to tell him he wasn't taking it serious. I told him, I said, you have to take a bold step. What do I mean? Reach out to your pastors. Make one clock for your pastor, reach out to him, tell him to talk to certain people. I gave him certain counsel, I advised him, I said, you must go out, you must take both steps. Because when he was working, we were paying him very little and that very little was not even enough to cater for him. And he was not also able to focus on his fashion design. So I said, if you put your, if he, he even told me, he said, sometimes you have a dream where, I think a dream or something like a word of knowledge about where he's seen styles to sue, like the kind of styles that he has not seen before. And I said this thing to him on the spot without even knowing all of this. We're just sitting there and I told him, I said, this fashion design in your hand is able to feed you if you be serious with it. It's able to feed you. 
Now, there is a prophecy over that young man's life before I spoke to him that day, but he wasn't taking any first step. So, don't think that you understand the entire journey before you. When God speaks to you and you are sure it is God who said it, you must begin to take what scriptural. See, sometimes what we call faith is just we, just saying uh, uh, positive speaking. You know, we are just speaking positively. For instance, maybe God asks you, you know, um, leave, uh, where, leave Lagos and go to Kaduna. And what you have in your account, Oman abroad is 5,000 naira. The first thing you will do to know that you are serious is to look for Abuja Trans, um, Kaduna Transport Company. You go to Abuja Trans, ask them how much is the, how much is the price, go in and call me. You ask them. You go to, um, you check online and check the flight, how much does it take to go to Kaduna? You know those things down. You reach out to somebody in Kaduna and say, how much does it cost to rent a house in Kaduna? See, that is you taking faith steps. Because you trust that God who has said it has the ability to bring it to pass. There are some of us. See, there is a there, there, are, there are great prophecies and things over your life, but you will never see them come to pass. See, everything God has said to you is on the other side of it. I said what? Everything God has said to you is on the other side of it. If you be serious with them. There is nothing that God will say to you that he will give you the entire scope to reach. God, the Bible says the steps of the righteous is ordered. Step by step, he won't give you the entire journey. He won't give you the word, the entire journey. Step by steps, that's what he will do, he will do for you. He will lead you gradually, gradually, gradually. And as that prophecy is over your life, you must learn to take, I mean, practical, scriptural steps of feet. Don't just be sitting down there. And, no, you must take steps of feet. Anything God has said to you, God must see the seriousness before you can begin to partner. See, when God says something to you, uh, it was a man of God who was sharing that, I think, they wanted to build their cathedral and it was up to like, I think they said, as of that time, 38 billion era to, to do the carcass. There's no roof, you know, thereabouts. There's nothing like that there. See, and then, in the church account as of then, they don't have up to 1 billion era. See, then he went back to God. He just began to study on feet. He just began to study. And then he came out one day and told them, said, pay them, let them begin to dig foundation. As they were digging foundation, when they get to every feast, money will come. They pay for foundation. They go to the next day, next day, money keep. The next day, until the level where they are now. So don't think that he, just because the word is upon your life, you know, God will show you the entire plan. No. The prophecies, the things that God has told you, there are some of you. You have like four jotters where you write prophecies of what God has said to you, and God has given you instruction. You have never even you have not done one before. You they shy to follow the leading. Say, me, I'm not bold. I don't even know what to say. I'm not bold. But if you have to gossip, be they bold. But when it comes to your destiny, the things that God has told you, you must take practical steps of it. See, I want you to write it down. In 2024, write it down, whether on your notepad or something. I will take practical step of faith. Do you know that? The first meeting we had this year in Ka um, the Abuja meeting, when we were about to have before that meeting, we, we, are, we did a lot of expenses. I forgot what we did that period. We didn't have enough in our account. I told design, I said, design it. Before you're done, we'll, we'll get money. Don't worry. We'll design. Before it was done designing it, we got the money, we send it. And for every meeting that's been coming. If I tell you that before some meeting, <laughs> the guy who handles our account, usually, he thinks I'm a ghost because I'll just tell him, you know, we don't we don't have enough now, but we are going to do this meeting and this meeting. You just be looking at me. I see, and then the Lord spoke to me last night. He said we should give somebody money. Share with you. 
you send money to one ministry and all that, because we don't even have enough, and yet God will be giving us instruction to give. We'll just be looking at me and say, ah, this kind of guy. And before you know, everything that we need for the meeting will come. Because we are, we are, we obey God for time. Everything he says to do, we take us. We may not, you know, we may not have the entire scope of what the things will do. When we started out this year, the first meeting in March, we didn't know we are going to do all of this, but at every step, God keep making supply. So you must take practical steps of it. I want you to write it down. Say 2024, or from this night, I will start taking practical steps of it. Number two, see, every prophecies must be prayed into reality. Now, let me give, prophecies are like, um, I'm looking for an example of how I do it, you know. There are some form that they give to you, you cannot really read it. For instance, you have to convert it to another version. Hey, I'm looking for a perfect example that I can give to you. For instance, okay, let me, let me give you an example. You buy, somebody bought something for you. Maybe somebody gets an iPhone 5, but the iPhone 5 is in maybe UK or London and thereabouts. The iPhone 5 belongs to you. Or iPhone 15 or whatever iPhone they are using now. iPhone 15 belongs to you. But it's not, you are in Lagos. The iPhone is in Canada. It belongs to you, but you cannot use it. You will need a DHL company from Canada or somebody that is coming, a DHL company, for an example, to transport it from Canada and bring it out to Nigeria so that it can, you cannot begin to use what belongs to you. See, prophecies are like that phone. It's like that phone, that iPhone 15 in Canada that belongs to you. Prayer is like that DHL company that brings it to you physically that you now begin to use it. So, when he has to do with this, you must see, don't get tired of praying. Say, I've been praying. Somebody asked me one time that you've been praying about something and not seeing results. I said, Keep praying. You will pray them until you convert them into realities. You pray it until it becomes realities. Everything that God has shown to you, you will pray them until they come into what? Until you begin to see them one after the other. Don't just think that, um, you know. They'll just fall on your laps, you know, God has said to you. But there are people that when they sleep, almost every night they have visions. God is showing them what to do. They are writing, but they are never, they are never taking any serious spiritual step, praying in respect to it. See, and let me tell you something. Don't just think that, ah, when there's what they call continuous, the Bible said that um, it is the continuous outfit prayer of a righteous man that make a tremendous power available. Continuous. You pray it until you see it happen. So, don't think that because God said something to you to just find an expression like that. What I read to you now, the God told them, He told them, He said, they should, He has given them the land in, and He has given them the land Canaan in the book of Numbers chapter 13, verse 2. But yet they were still giant on the land. So, even though God gave it to them, He said, I've given you this land. He said, But yet begin to contend with them. He has given them, but there was still a responsibility for them to contain and get it. So, don't think that these things are just, it is yours, like I told you. It's like, you bought an iPhone 15, it's in Canada. It's yours, but you need a DHL company to bring it to Nigeria for you to use it. So prayer is that DHL company that takes it from Canada to Lagos. You now start using it. It belongs to you, but you don't use it until it gets to you. So prayer becomes that DHL that gets it from Canada and brings it to Nigeria. So you must do what? You must be consistent until you pray out the things that you, are, that you have seen. And see, don't think that because God sent you to a place or because there is a word over your life, Satan, I've told you before, Satan contends everywhere that he sees the word of God. 
everywhere that satan sees his, the word of god that's where he will come to everywhere he sees god's word is coming there from the garden of eden he has been looking everywhere he sees god's word is so just because the word of god is over your life does not mean satan will not come in fact that's when it will come the higher the the prophecies over your life the higher the contention that you have i remember a dear man of god who shared that god sent him to go to potako jerry he said he went to potako jerry from lagos to him and his wife they went to potako jerry he said the first night they had the you know a small devotion that you get with you you do with your wife just pray said the next that the next morning somebody came to me physically this one is not spiritual he said they say i should warn you that nobody prays here in GRE. meanwhile it was god who sent him there okay god sent him to GRE. why is there still satan there that's the reason god sent you there so that you can bulldoze those people there and take them out of the way he said but he came the next night i said god except you didn't send me here anybody trying to come against the work here i command them <laughs> Let them paralyze. And the next moment, somebody went down. About one or two percent went down. So don't think that just because there is a word over your life, there will not be contention. Or, you know, some of you even had a vision before you, you went to where you where you are working now. You saw a vision, but now you are working there. There's too much turbulence fighting. Maybe that's the reason God brought you there. So that you can do what? You can create certain things into reality. So, until what you saw or what God said to you, until you, are, you start seeing them, you don't stop praying. You pray it into reality so that there is a prophecy over your life or there is a contention in a place. It's not proof that God is not there. He said, I've given you this line. He said, but begin to contend with them. He said that the prophet that is upon you, he said that thou mightiest were a good warfare of faith. This was Paul speaking to Timothy, 1 Timothy 1 18. That this thing that is upon you, that you must do what? War a good warfare. So don't think that even Jesus who came, that there was a prophecy over him, was going to come here and die for us. The Bible told us how he prayed. He prayed it all night. He prayed until, you know, consistently. So you must pray until you see the things God has told you. See, there are things that, that um, you know, when God asks you to do certain things, you may start doing them and it will just be like, ah, why is this not moving? But consistently. I usually say this. Satan cannot sit on fire for long and pretend as if he's not burning. Satan cannot sit on fire for long and pretend as if it's not burning so you must consistently put the fire as you're taking practical steps of faith because there are times god will send you to somewhere and satan will be restricted will be restricting people from favoring you so once you are sure it is god who send you there and you are not seeing the things that you ought to see you go down to the place of prayer you pray it until you begin to see the things that you should see are you getting me so don't think that just because there's a contention somewhere you have to run no there's a giant there but you have to fight you take them out there are people who when they saw the giants don't let me go ahead of myself so you must do what you must pray until you see it happen number three this is very simple eh? and nigeria where we find ourselves this day doesn't really allow you to 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 behave normal like this and keep saying it until you see it I read somebody, somebody, where somebody said that most of the things you're seeing in your life today are, might probably be the things that you said yesterday. And it's true. See, the things that we see are very powerful. They are, they are very powerful. I remember a story that Kevin Higgins shared where he was trying to pray for a man who was sick or thereabouts. And he was praying and, and God told him, say, don't pray for him. I said, what? Say, the man has always been saying that he will die at the age of 40. He has always been saying it. See, words have power. 
they can condition things and situation. You must be careful what you are saying. Ah, this Nigeria, I don't feel better again. Ah, this Nigeria, I don't scatter finish. Ah, this Nigeria, I don't feel better for anybody again. Poverty won't kill everybody. You must be cautious of the things that you, the things you see. You must be careful the things that you must you must see. I, I usually say this: we don't say what is happening. We say what God's word is saying so until we see it happen. In the book of um, Numbers, chapter um, thirteen, verse thirty to thirty-two, there were people that they sent to go and spy. They went to spy and they said we saw we saw giants who were like grasshopper before them, and truly they were giants on the land. And then again, Caleb and Joshua who went there said they were not giants. They said we are we are well able to take over these people. The same people they saw the same thing but different perspective, because they were. Caleb and Joshua were speaking from the lens of prophecies because God had told them that they had given them the land. So if God had given us the land, no matter who is on the land, the land still belongs to us. We'll take over there. They said, these people, we are well able. But the other people who saw them said, we are like grasshopper before them. See, you must speak from the lens of the prophecy of God's word. Ah, ah things don't finish for this place. So, no. Do you know that I work in an organization when I was in Portacos. In that place, you don't dare say anything as finished. In the kitchen, you don't dare say food has finished. What you say is food is rice is plenty. I don't say it is plenty. It is plenty. That's what we say. If you say ah, there's no more food unfinished, you can get sacked for saying it. That's how that's how tough it is there. We're cautioned to speaking positively. No matter the situation, we speak positively. So they saw two people, two different set of people. They were they saw the same thing, the giant on the promised land. And where's ah, they said, we're like grasshopper to them, or they will finish us. But then Caleb and Joshua said, these people were well able. They were speaking from the point of prophecies because they knew God told them that this land belongs to them. So if this land belongs to them, everything on the land also belongs to them. So that's, that's how you must also speak from the lens of God's word. You must keep saying it until you see it. See, you, the things you say has the ability to condition what you will see. The Bible says, He who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what that we may ask or think. So you must, there are people that they, they would go to church, they will pray, ah, Father, then they will come back and begin to ease. Come on, ah, this country self. But for our church, they say, Mono, they talk again, say, This country, you know, our pastor say, Mono, they talk again. They are not talking from the point of revelation. They're just talking because, so I want you to see if the social media is the reason why you always say, you have to reduce it. And if social media is the reason that influences you more, it's an indication that you stay more on social media than you soak yourself in the things of you, of God. You see believers speaking carelessly. We are we are always overly emotional, always just speaking jargon, not having respect for God's word. So you must keep saying it until you see it. This was the principle that um, Caleb and Joshua understood. They saw giant too. Two people, they saw the same thing, but different perspectives. They saw from the lens, Lord, you said this thing will work, it will work. You sent me to this city, this ministry will work. You told me to go into this business, it will work. You lay hands on them positively. Even when situation and condition is not showing that it will work, you speak positively. They saw the same thing, but different perspective. That's why as a believer, we can attend the same church. We can be under the same man of God, but different results. Because why? There are people who just they come for church to church for association. They just they just be so Christian. They are not really taking in God's word. 
So we can be under the same pastor. We can be going to the same church, but yet our life will turn out differently, even though we are hearing the same thing. Because these people, they were under Moses together, but Caleb and Joshua said, no. They said, we are well able to take it because they were speaking from the lesson prophecies. This is what you must do. I want you to write it down. You know, I told you to write that one down. Write this one down to say, from now on, I will speak well. Say, from today onward, I will speak, I will speak like a believer. There will be no more um, negativity flowing from my mouth. It will be, it will be, it will be God's word from now henceforth. Say it and then you see it. Lastly, before random, you must learn to give thanks. If you truly want to see God's word come to pass, you must learn to do what? Give thanks. See, you must be so, you must, you must, you must be so big in giving thanks. You know, a dear man of God shared one time that he said something very profound one time. He said, it's one of the very great healing ministers that I really have profound respect for. He said something that he said the first miracle they saw in their church was headache years ago. He said he told everybody to stand up and begin to give thanks. They was ah, is it because of headache? He said, but now the kind of miracles that they see, you must, you must, you must have this thanksgiving. The Bible said, he said that um, do not do not be anxious. He said, and by prayer um, and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto you. With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. See, let me tell you what to do sometimes. Sometimes when situations seem not to be going the way you ought, that you think they should they should go, or the way you want them to go, see, shut your door. Get those ariaria please, and begin to just dance. Dance and thank God. Say, God, I thank you. See, praise, thanksgiving, as a way of supernaturally fulfilling prophecy. Thanksgiving, being, you know, being grateful to God. Now, let me, let me give you an example. There are some people that, if you do smutting for them, Maybe you give them something like 100 naira or 500 naira. We they will thank you, eh? If it's remaining another thing, you just call them and say, take, take, take. Ah, the way don't thank me for this 200 naira. I say, go on. take and collect 500 naira. If you, who is a human, an ordinary human being can behave like that, how much more the God of heaven? How much more the God of heaven? Some of us, we are, you cannot remember the last time where you spent on your own, or personal quality 10 to 15 minutes to just thank God. It's not they play God for one night. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't rush. Lord, you know. No, you must give God what quality times. After this meeting, go back home and look at the things that God have done. I know there are things you are still trusting God for, but there are things that you are living now. They were your prayer requests last year. Look at them and say, God, if it's only one thing, thank Him for that one thing. If you look back, there will always be something to thank Him for. If you do what? If you look back, there will always be something to thank him for. If you can look back, there will always be something that you can thank him for. So, you thank him for the things that he had done. You write them down and say, Lord, I thank you. Sometimes, you even thank him for the things that you are expecting him to do. The things that you know you, you will do. You write them down on a piece of paper and begin to thank them. I remember somebody who... I think the woman who had the cancer, he came to see a, a senior man of God in Lagos and then they told him that the man of God is not around though. I said, what are the wife? They said, ah, they travel together. Then the woman took a chair and went to the altar and began to say, thank you, Jesus. She said, thank you, Jesus, for 1,000 times. And she went back, went back to check and there was no more cancer. It was, she was saying there, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, 1,000 times or thereabouts. Went back and cancer vanished. You must be, you must show how grateful you are. See, 
if you have malaria for just one day you will know that you sleeping and waking up it is god that's trusting he say i lay me down I, it is god that don't work, that sustain us so you you have to be must you must be grateful to god giving him thanks always father thank you for the things you have done thank you for the ones you will do thank you for the ones you're doing so when they're having a meeting and they're saying let's give thanks it's not just a it's, it's something that we put together so that we can we can use it to um, to while away time until we get to normal until we get to normal prayers no you must do what give him quality thanks tell him thank you as we round up this evening i want each and every one of us look for one thing that god has done in your life this year that you are grateful for just thank you in the next two minutes as we round up give him thanks thank him thank him father we thank you Father, we thank you. Nenko vara de kuvenish ke devele kabara de 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 do suvene kabara de de de. Jene vele kabara de kuvenish kutu vele kapa. Jene kavara de kuvenish kutu vele kapa. Revele kabara de de do suvene kabara de de de. Mananos kutu veli kabara de kuvenish. Revele kabara de de do suvele kabara de de dos. Akavara de kuvenish kutu vele kabara de de dos. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we say thank you. Father, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. You know, just have this very um, nudging in my spirit now. I don't know. Can you just take the next maybe one minute? Right? Maybe one or two something that you're trusting God for before the end of this year. I want you to write maybe one or two songs. Just write it down. I are trusting God for before the end of this year. Just the next few minutes. One thing that you're trusting God for before the end of this. Just put it out. One thing you're trusting God for. Are you done? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for what you have done for us all through the year. Thank you for the ones that you will do. Thank you for the ones that you are doing. Father, we are grateful. We have come to say thank you. Father, we bless your name. Lord, everything that you have written on this request, between now and the next seven days, I decree let there be a supernatural answer in the name of jesus everyone that needs to play a role to fulfill anything that you have written down may god of heaven go forth and steer them in the name of jesus i decree let there be supernatural supply of everything that you have written down in the name of jesus between now next week wednesday come back with a testimony in the name of jesus let there be supernatural supply of everything you have written down in the name of jesus 
anyone here with any form of sickness at all i decree let the supernatural healing of god's hand rest upon you in the name of jesus let the supernatural healing of god's power rest upon you in the name of jesus i decree supernatural answer to all your requests in the name of jesus between now and next week come back with testimonies in the name of jesus anyone trusting god for a better job here i decree may god of heaven give you take it your own robot your own place in the name of jesus i decree receive miracle job now in the name of jesus everything that you have written down let there be supernatural answer now in the name of jesus i decree the kind of favor that you have ne you've never thought of before this year end run into strength favor in the name of jesus run into strength favor in the name of jesus run into strength favor in the name of jesus run into strength favor in the name of jesus may men favor you in the name of jesus i for anyone trusting god for any kind of instruction where you don't know what to do again for the next phase of your life i decree as you go to bed tonight lord the same grace that is at work in my life that i'm never confused concerning my assignment i decree may that same grace rest upon you in the name of jesus receive supernatural clarity in the name of jesus receive supernatural direction in the name of jesus know what to do by the spirit in the name of jesus clarity by the spirit in the name of jesus wake up tomorrow knowing what to do in the name of jesus is there anyone around you that 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 have the capacity to favor you and change your life but they are not seeing it like that i decree may the lord place favor upon your life for them to see you in the name of jesus i decree every seal over your life or every covering cast that is causing men not to see you to favor you i decree may that seal be broken now in the name of jesus anyone around you who have the capacity to favor you but as refused to i decree the scale over their eyes let it be removed now let them see you to favor you in the name of jesus the bible says, and all that looks upon esther he said and she she do what she obtained favor in their sight may you enjoy supernatural favor in the name of jesus i decree may your love for god never go cold in the name of jesus may it not be said how you used to serve god before in the name of jesus i decree supernatural fresh fire fire for service fire to love the lord and do it and serve him faithfully rest upon you in the name of jesus may your fire of personal revival never go out in the name of jesus he said and the fire upon this altar he said shall keep burning he said and never go out i decree may the fire keep burning in the name of jesus where you never expected may god of heaven raise men for you in the name of jesus father we thank you can we just lift up our voice and begin to appreciate it father we thank you we bless your name lord we give you glory father we give you thanks lord we give you thanks lord we give you thanks we thank you because you have heard us we thank you because you've answered us lord we say thank you father we give you all of the glory lord we give you all of the honor for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen you know um 
I gave some instruction while we're starting, you know, that this is the last meeting for this year. We are resuming on the third, but we still pray in the morning by six thirty in the morning to seven o'clock in the morning. We still pray, and then you know we have a Telegram and a podcast channel where you can listen to all the messages. I'm going to drop the link here after now, and this message will be available on the Telegram and on the podcast tomorrow. So I'm going to drop the link here. I'm going to drop the flyer here so you can just also spread it. We are resuming on the third of next next uh, next month this January. We'll be praying every day. Then I also I, I I spoke about the three meetings we have by January, February, and March, and I said it costs the average of six hundred and fifty thousand naira to do the three meetings. And I said I will update us as you know, we go. I'm saying this again for those who are just coming. So by January, by by February, Lagos, by March, update that. So very soon we'll put out the flyers. I will just let you know the things we'll be needing for the meeting. Thank you everyone for coming out this night. Have a wonderful day. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. See you again in our early morning prayers as we go. Have a wonderful night. And have a happy Christmas and happy new year in advance. God bless you.